0: Hey, are you ready to grow your business? You have checked out the number one resource for business leaders, entrepreneurs, startup founders, and managers. And we're going to teach you how to grow and scale your business with real actionable steps. There's no fluff in this podcast. It's just good advice. All right, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. Wanted to talk today about pricing and really how the heck do you figure out how to price your stuff and sell more of your stuff? It's a bit of an awkward subject, only because, um, well, two reasons. One, it's kind of hard to know really what to price your stuff as. And two, because there are so many people out there who are um, screaming from the rooftops to basically sell your stuff for as much as you can, to know your worth, and to really never um, uh, pull away from anything like that. Now, ironically enough, here I am on my own platform talking about what you should be charging, and at the end of the day, it's going to ultimately the only thing that's going to matter is what your customers think and what your customers are willing to pay for your product. We'll talk more about that here in a little bit. Now, if you're a first-time listener to the podcast, first of all, welcome to the podcast. It's called the Good Advice Podcast because this is the place where there's really not a lot of fluff in this conversation. I don't really talk about theory or books or anything really of that sort of thing. I talk about what I've seen work and hopefully what is practical, tangible advice for you in your own business. So if you're new, welcome. If you've been listening to the podcast long term, thanks so much for your support. And absolutely, I appreciate you supporting the podcast, telling your friends about the podcast, and continuing to listen and promote the podcast. And also, if you are a Patreon, if you're at our website on the, uh, excuse me, the Patreon website, which is patreon.com slash good advice, if you're supporting us there, I absolutely want to thank you as well for supporting the podcast in that way. So... Having said that, uh, this is an episode I've been meaning to put together. In fact, I actually recorded this episode last week, and uh, you'd think that as someone who I'm coming up to almost 200 episodes of the podcast which is just insane you'd think that I would check all things like my microphone and so I recorded a video last week on this topic and sure enough my microphone was not on and so it's just me looking into a camera and just mouthing random words so I finally got around to re-recording this video and sharing some things that I want to been I've been wanting to share about this topic and uh, I actually did a micro check this time, which uh, now we're in business, I guess. So the reason I want to talk about this topic is I have found myself more and more lately, both with clients that I'm working with, and then just also um, random people who are consuming the content I'm putting out and who've been asking questions on this this conversation of pricing it's not so cut and dry in fact it can feel really complicated the reason it feels really complicated is because whenever you ask for feedback on pricing or you test a price what people will tell you about the price is often very different from the actual actions they'll take around that price cutting to the chase People will tell you, yes, that's a fair price. Yes, I would pay for that. Yes, I love that. That's so affordable, it's so valuable, or what have you. But then they're not always the same people who will actually pay for something. So it's this conversation of validity and ultimately proving that you have a valid offer. You have something that people want. And I'll never forget when I was first starting my business, I was talking to a prospective marketer for my business. And he said, now, before we work together, I need to know if I'm going to go out there and I'm going to promote your business, I first need to make sure that we actually have a valid offer here. And I didn't fully understand what he meant by that. In fact, to me, you know, my business was amazing. And of course, I'm offering something incredibly valuable. Of course, it's valid. It's important. Of course, people want it. And so naturally I said, well, yeah, it's it's valuable and valid. And yes, people want it. He said, well, how do you know people want it? And I said, well, people have told me that they want it. They've told me this is a great idea. Man, I need this for my business. I need help for my business. And he said, okay, well, who's actually paid you for this? And this was like the first week of my business. No one had paid me a dime for what I was doing. And so I said, well, no one yet. And he said, okay, well, then you don't have a valid offer. You don't have something that you have proven that people want because people ultimately communicate via their wallet. They ultimately tell you, you have value by paying you for it. And since then, I've since had this conversation with a multitude of people who've told me, this is what I want to charge for my services. And I know it's valuable. I know people want it and then my follow-up question is usually, okay, well, who's paid for it so far? Who's bought from you? Who's actually taken out their wallet and said, yes, that is valuable. Now this conversation can get really complicated because it takes understanding who your target market is. Uh, Not all customers are created equal. And it doesn't mean that not everyone is a valuable person. They are, but not everyone is your customer. So, a great way to think of this is I was talking to a gentleman who came on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and he runs buddyrest.com. It's this multi million dollar pet supply business. And whenever he was starting his business, he had his dog, his lab who the vet had basically said, Hey, I don't know how long your lab's going to make it. Um, his joints hurt. He's looking pretty rough. And at the time, this gentleman was working at a, uh, a mattress store And he had this thought of, man, you know, we put so much time and innovation and energy into creating the um, essentially healthiest, most comfortable mattress. Why don't we do the same thing for dogs? Uh, For dogs that are essentially really important to us and our families. And so he created Buddy Rest Well, he kind of put together this mattress idea and he took it out to show people and people started telling him no one's ever going to pay for that, Uh, especially your price tag, which at the time was $700, $800, $900 for a pet bed. They looked at him like he was crazy. They were like, who's ever going to pay for that? Well, we were talking and I was asking him, so like, what was how did you create this business that has become so massive and it's so well known? And he said, well, I had to learn not to listen to those people and listen to the right people. See, it's all about knowing who your customers are. So your customer, if you're selling a high priced doggy bed, you probably aren't selling to someone who never takes their dogs on walks Um, doesn't ever really think about their dog, doesn't ever really play with their dog. You're probably selling to the person who really feels like their dog is part of the family. You know, whenever my Christmas tree goes up, one of the ornaments that goes up is a professional photo of my dog. That's because my dog's really important to me. I care about my dog. I used to joke before I had an actual daughter. I used to joke that we had one kid and it was my dog. And, uh, that is how serious we took our pet. So for us, because our dog's health is so important to us, we are more keen on the idea of a $700 doggy bed. Doesn't mean we're necessarily going to buy it, but we're at least closer to buying than the person who doesn't really care much about their pet. So knowing your customer is really important because if you're always getting feedback from people who aren't your buyer, it's going to cause you to price your stuff wrongly. A great way to understand this is before I started Good Advice, I was working in the corporate coaching space. So I was an executive coach. I was an executive, uh, a large group facilitator. So I was working with large corporations and we were charging a lot of money, five and sometimes even six figures for some of the largest projects we did over the years that I was there. So we're charging what can essentially be called a corporate rate. And when I started Good Advice, and I found myself working with smaller businesses, there was a bit of a tension there. Now, corporations that I continue to work with and continue to do leadership and management coaching with, there really wasn't much of a rub when it came to this is what the price is. But as I got more in the entrepreneurial space and began working with small business owners, there was this sort of, okay, yeah, I like what you do. But cash flows everything to me. My my bottom line is um, often a very narrow number and i don't know if i i don't know if i trust you enough to really buy that from you and so it began to put more and more pressure on me as a salesperson to be really good at selling now that is a good thing you know wherever you are in your business you want to become a great salesperson and if you hate sales either one you have to bring on someone who's really great at sales or two you have to continue to get reps in and so you're really good at it but The, the bigger tension there is around price, the bigger expectation for you to be that phenomenal all-star salesperson, which you may not be there yet. And that's okay. Uh, which just means that if you want to sell more stuff, you got to figure out the way to do that. That's actually sustainable and realistic for you. So. Figuring that out and understanding who my customer was has constantly caused me to evolve my price. And like I mentioned earlier, I had small business owners who I was asking, hey, what do you think about this? Is this a good price? Is this a, a valuable offer? And they were telling me, yes, of course, absolutely. I would totally pay for that. But when it came time for them to actually pay for it, they weren't around. They weren't paying me. And so that is what I mean by the people who actually pay you and show you that you have something valuable versus the ones who just tell you, you have something valuable. There's a great book called Passing the Mom Test. It's for the startup world. And it's for people who essentially, if they're going to create a new innovative idea, they have to stop asking their mom what they think about their idea. And instead get out there and start talking to customers and getting their perspective instead. It's great advice for all of us. The other thing to think about is understanding when it comes to understanding your customers, You have to be willing to let some customers go. And I'm not talking about necessarily firing customers, which is a lot of great content around uh, not spending so much time and energy on difficult customers. But it is more around uh, there was an individual I talked to probably a year or two ago who she was running an in house uh, cake shop. And so she was baking her own custom cakes and she was selling these awesome, uh, beautiful cakes. And she said, one of her biggest problems was her customers consistently were telling her, Hey, I, I can't afford your cakes when I could just go down the street to Walmart and buy a cake there. So this woman was asking me, how do I compete with Walmart's prices? And I said, that's a losing battle. You can't compete with Walmart's prices. That's why it's called, you know, low prices or, or what is it? Uh, save money, live better. Um, so they're all about lower prices. You're never going to compete with them, but the issue isn't spending time and energy on how do I lower my prices? The issue is understanding who your customer is and who your customer is not. And so that person who only wants to go pick up the latest cake that they can get for some random occasion, they're probably not your customer and you really shouldn't lose sleep over them not working with you. See, the kind of person who wants to buy an artisan design cake, a custom-made cake with from someone who is clearly gifted and talented and puts so much passion and energy into their cakes, that is someone who is your target customer. That's someone who you're thinking, okay, how do I find that person and get them to buy from me? Because chances are they're going to pay more for that. Uh, thinking more about this, let's say you understand your customer, you have to also understand that there's a concept of even with, you know, it's almost like everyone always wants the highest paying customers and it's not so easy as I'm just going to go out and get the highest paying customers. It's understanding that your product has an inherent value to it. And until you're able to communicate that value, the market typically isn't going to naturally see that value. So more importantly on this subject it means that you can't just slap the highest price on your product and think, okay, this will attract high price buyers. This will communicate value to people and make them think that, oh, I need to buy from this person because it's it's the nicer product. Now there is a lot of pricing philosophy on um, on how um, high prices communicate quality. But without any kind of brand or um, brand strength, it's really challenging to just slap a price on and expect people to buy from you. It's also understanding that your customers have to trust you and they have to see some sort of inherent value in you before they buy from you. And that's where good marketing comes into place. That's where building relationships come into place. That's where great referrals come into place. There's been times where I've sent proposals to people and I've always included a review or a headshot of one of my customers and something that they said about me. And these are all things that I'm hoping to communicate value to people so they know that they can ultimately trust me. That is infinitely more valuable to you than getting in front of um, people and just, just. it kind of feels like on social media, we're all talking about, you know, know your worth and charge with your worth and charge more and raise your prices. And it's not a bad concept. I mean, there are people out there who are charging way too less, uh, way too little, and they don't have nearly the confidence they need to have to be serving their customers in their industry. But If you understand this, if you think this out a little bit, we can't all just raise our prices and expect us all to make money. There's a little bit more to it than that. And it is this concept of building relationships, building trust, and ultimately thinking about how do I communicate value without forcing someone to buy from me? And this is where we get in the conversation of the sales world of leading with value, which a lot of people don't understand this. I had a gentleman who reached out to me who was cold selling me via DM. And he said, Blake, I want to lead with value today. And that's why I want you to buy my ebook on whatever topic it was. And I kind of chuckled at the irony of this, because I thought you're not really leading with value. You're leading with the sale. Leading with value is, you know, in my world, I'm helping business owners grow their businesses. And so in the first conversations, I'm already doing what I do in a paid conversation, I'm telling them, hey, you should think about this and have you tried this? And well, I wouldn't worry about that, instead I would do this. And so I'm actually giving them the value of the services so that when it comes time for them to buy from me, it's a no-brainer, it's I'm getting more of what I've already seen as valuable. So pricing is a little awkward. It's a little challenging. You, You can't always get direct answers and direct feedback on your pricing, which is why it's always worth it to continue to test and figure it out. And if you're stressing a little bit about what exactly do I price, that's okay. A lot of us are in the same boat, frankly. So keep at it, keep working on it. And thanks for listening to me today. That is our good advice, and I'll catch you later. See ya.